Then the second thing you got to ask yourself, what are the disclosure requirements? So what do I have to disclose to the borrower? Do I have to tell them? And what does that look like? Do I tell them the percentages? Do I tell them the amounts? And again, this is going to vary from location to location and make sure you do this properly, paper it properly if you're going to do this. Otherwise, you run the risk of getting yourself in trouble. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast. And I'm continuing on my 10 Loads a Month series. This is a tactical podcast we produce every week. And I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today, I'm going to cover the topic of should you pay referral fees? So in our Facebook group, Corey asked a question about a financial advisor who's asking for a 50% referral fee. pretty steep. I'm going to talk about my thoughts on this and the one exception where I would consider paying a referral fee. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform, and it is very easy to use. It's user-friendly for the borrower, it's user-friendly for the broker, and recently they added this thing called Smart Submission Notes. So once you've already selected your lender through Lender Spotlight and you go to hit the submit button, it's automatically pre-populating the lender notes from the app so that it makes it quicker and easier for you to prep it, to send it off, to get it approved. Check them out at finmo.ca and uh, let's jump into this episode. The topic is, should you pay referral fees? And I'm going to say in the vast majority of cases, it's going to be a hard no for me, like straight up no. And I'd probably respond like this. So if a financial planner, somebody asked me for a referral fee, I'd be like, hey, let's call him John. Hey, John, I can appreciate that. What I found is that when somebody says they want a referral fee, what they're really trying to do is they want to make more money. And what I've found works best is that if you and I work together well, there's tons of opportunities for us to refer business back and forth. And I'm sure you'd much rather be getting paid on insert whatever they do instead of getting a little bit of money on a referral fee. So I'm probably going to do that and I'm going to lean towards that. And in my own mortgage practice, I've had a couple of referral relationships, but in most of the time, we just built a relationship-based, referral-based business that was built on mutual trust and respect, and we never did referral fees. But there are situations where it can make sense, and that's what I want to talk about, because I would say up until, you know, not that long ago, I probably would have just been hard no, you know, this would have been a really easy answer for me. I was like, no, forget it. But I have seen situations and I've seen business models where a referral fee can help you accelerate the growth of your business, which I will dive into in a sec. So a couple things, though, you got to think about. There's a few questions you got to ask yourself. And the first one is, is it legal, right? So it may not be legal where you are. So in the U.S., for instance, they've got RESPA and you're going to get fined and lose your license. So you can't just pay a referral fee. So first off is if you're looking at this as a business building model, is it legal? That's the first question. And is it legal in your state province? And then is it allowable with the company you're with? There may be a policy in place where they're like, no, you can't do that. So you got to make sure first off that it's legal. Then the second thing you got to ask yourself, what are the disclosure requirements? So what do I have to disclose to the borrower? Do I have to tell them? And what does that look like? Do I tell them the percentages? Do I tell them the amounts? And again, this is going to vary from location to location and make sure you do this properly, paper it properly if you're going to do this. Otherwise, you run the risk of getting yourself in trouble. And then the next thing I'm going to ask myself, so those two things are a pass. The next thing I'm going to ask myself is, is this just a one-off deal? So if is this a financial planner or somebody who's kind of struggling in their own business and they need my money to support themselves, by the way, that's not a good sign in most cases because if they need your money to survive, they're probably not going to be a great referral partner. And so, you know, if it's a one-off deal, I'm not interested in that at all. Again, hard no. So is it legal? If it isn't, hard no. You know, the disclosure requirements, can I meet those? Are there something I'm comfortable with? If not, no. If it's just a one-off deal or if this is a weak 
you know, referral partner, it's going to be a hard no. The only exception that I would have to this is if there was an opportunity for a big contract, so a monster referral source. So I'll give you an example of this. So Jim Terlucas, many of you know who he is, and so he's been on some of my podcasts in the past. So when he first got into the mortgage business, he got to 100 million, probably faster than anybody that I know. And so what he did is he went out and created corporate contracts with financial planning firm that had thousands of agents and, you know, relocation companies. And so you could call that a referral fee. A corporate contract equals a referral fee. By the way, a referral fee equals advertising. Like all these things, there's no difference. It's just, we put a different word on it and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's terrible. But it's like, there are completely valid business models where mortgage brokers spend money on advertising to get business. So is it a referral fee? They're paying money to whoever the advertiser is to get the business. So you can call it the same thing. Corporate contract, exactly the same. So Jim took his business from zero to 100 million very quickly because he went and set up a corporate contract. So this is the only situation where I think it would make sense. And if you're going to do a corporate contract, they have to be a monster referral source. First, second, must have a contract in place. This cannot be a one-off, hey, this is what we're going to do, a handshake deal, because you structure your business to support that volume. And then all of a sudden, they decide to leave you for five bucks more. Somebody else comes along and says, I'll pay five bucks more and you're screwed. You need to have a contract in place that says, I get all of your business under these conditions for X period of time or Y period of time, right? So there needs to be a contract in place. And the contract has to also outline, are you paying on the first referral or is it repeat? So, you know, as the mortgage business, there's a lot of repeat business. And so most of the time, and I personally would not be interested in a contract where I've got to pay for that client forever and ever. I'll pay the one time, right? No different than the bank is paying you a referral fee for that client. So again, go back to, oh, this is terrible. It's like, no, no, well, the bank pays you. They call it a commission, change the word. All of a sudden it doesn't feel icky. They pay you a referral fee for bringing them a client. Now, you know, I want a monster referral source. I got to have a contract. And then once I have paid that first fee, I own the client and I own any referrals from that client. I don't want them having such deep fingers into my business that it like doesn't make financial sense. And then finally, it has to be a percentage that is, you know, viable for the business. 50% is not viable in any case. Like there's no way you're going to pay 50%. And this is what this person was asking that is in any way sensible. So most of the time, 90% of the time, I'm going to say no to paying a referral fee. However, there is a very limited situation where I would do it. And as I said, make sure that it's legal, make sure that it's disclosed properly, make sure that it's a monster referral source and that you have a contract in place and you outline all of the nuance of it so that this is actually a professional. It's not like we're talking about just this, hey, buddy, you remember that uh, Sesame Street episode where left to be like, hey, you want to buy a bag of air, you know, which is actually kind of hilarious because they sell air now. And I know a guy who sells air that he bottles in Whistler and sells to China. I digress. But the point is, I don't want some sleazy thing going on. It has to be a contract. It has to be done up properly. And in a very narrow set of circumstances, I would say, yeah, it can make sense. And again, you got to think about what that percent looks like. And it's going to be a good business case for it. So hopefully that helps you if you're listening. And if you want to build a referral based mortgage business, which is my specialty, I've always built my business as referral based, not ad based or even corporate contract based. Neither one of those are bad, just different. Go check out 10loansamonth.com. We have a whole bunch of coaches there that are amazing at building referral based businesses. And we only open a few times a year. So if you get on the wait list, when we open up spots again, you'll be able to get an invitation to find out what we're all about. Check that out. And thanks again for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.